Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. White, couple of jab steps, comes up shooting top three, bam! Put him in the Hall of Fame! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. What more, what more y'all want me to prove, man? Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Joining me now, Matt Peck. Locked on Bulls podcast. Producing podcasts left and right, even in the offseason. On Twitter, at Locked on Bulls, at Jordan C. Malley, and at Bulls underscore Peck. I don't have Twitter. I don't do anything like that. And I love what you guys do with the show. I listen to every episode. You guys are one of the best podcasts, period. Y'all keep going with you do best. I love you guys. So kick back, relax, and get ready for the best hour of your day. It's 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 raw. You can just see the vibe. Locked on Bulls starts now. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. Okay, cool. I was hoping it wasn't one of those knucklehead programs. What's up and welcome to Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley, along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley, at Bulls underscore Peck, and at Locked On Bulls. Hit us up at our text and voice at 931-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us at 931-979-1369. Matt is out today. He is currently traveling. Hopefully he's safe. Now I know they just got dumped on with snow in Denver, about two feet of snow, so he's traveling, and so it's just me today. Uh, So it'll be a quick episode today, just wanted to preview the OKC game tonight, as well as talk a little bit about some of the rumors that have been going on with this team. Uh, The Bulls are back in some of the rumors, some execs have mentioned what they think the Bulls might do coming up as we approach the 25th which is the NBA trade deadline. So we'll talk a little bit about that, maybe what the lineup shift and focus ultimately means, if there's any meaning at all at the trade deadline. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And also a couple of trade hypotheticals just to kind of round out this episode. Uh, we're going to get plenty over the next week and you can send us yours. Feel free to drop us a voicemail or a text message or tweet at us or send us an email. If you have what you feel like would be a reasonable trade hypothetical, We'll get into some of that, but first, let's talk a little bit about tonight's game. So, coming up, coming out off the All-Star break, OKC is 2-1. and one. They're missing. Darius Baisley won't play tonight, and as of now, as of recording a couple of hours before the game, Al Horford and Lou Dort are day-to-day, so I don't know if they're going to play yet. It shouldn't dictate anything. Coming out of the All-Star break, even though, even though OKC is 2-1, the last game that they played in, they didn't look all that great. They got a lot of young young players playing for them. Got a lot of rookies playing heavy rotation minutes coming out of this all-star break. So let's start with OKC first. OKC, third worst in points per game over the course of these three games. The Bulls should have no problem tonight. They should have absolutely no problem. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be the biggest problem of, of them all. As long as you don't let him drop 40 or 50 tonight, I think the Bulls should be all set. Over these last few games, Shea Gilgis-Alexander averaging 31 points, 3 rebounds, 5.5 assists, shooting 48.7% from the field, 45.5% from 3, damn near 100% from the free throw line. So... Contain him, I think the Bulls should be okay. But again, I said this, what, a month ago when they were in OKC? Said this should be a get-right game. The Bulls had that game for 90% of it. We're up 20-plus at one point and found a disastrous way. And actually, since then, 
it's really been improved. The Bulls haven't found too many other ways to blow late leads. They haven't had a collapse like they had one in OKC. Like to reflect back on last year a lot and compare it to this year, but last year they would have already had two or three of those. So there is a little bit of a marked improvement. I think they need to come out tonight, though, especially if Horford and Dort aren't going to play or either one of those guys don't play. Uh, come out, get a lead early, hold the lead, and then hold the lead again. The Bulls shouldn't forget this collapse. I think that's one of maybe a handful of games that they should have marked and say, we need to use this as an improvement from where we were the first time we matched up with these guys and play the way that they did for 90% of the game a month ago, and the Bulls will be all set. A couple of things that I want to see tonight, Bulls need to limit the turnovers. OKC doesn't force that many turnovers per game. OKC has been one of the better teams on the board, so the Bulls are going to have to 100% attack the boards. We'd like to see another big night from not only Patrick Williams, but Wendell Carter Jr. in his new role off the bench. And again, we keep saying like off the bench and in his new role. For the most part, Carter hasn't been closing games for a handful of weeks. He's just not starting games now. So... As far as the rotations go, and we'll see if Billy Donovan stays with the same if this game stays close, but I don't imagine if this game is close that Carter's going to be in there late, but we'll see. I'd like to see a consistent night, though. We need somebody who can go up there and grab boards. Okay, he's in the top 10 in rebounds per game. The Bulls over the last three games coming out of the All-Star break are third in the league in rebounds per game at 49.3, so they've done a good job of, of attacking the glass and we needed it again tonight. OKC has a ton of length, and they're not going to be shy. Getting out rebound leads to second chance points, which leads to trouble for the Bulls. Don't give up a bunch of second chance opportunities. And it seems like the Bulls tend to do that early on in games. And so avoid the long streaks of scoring from the opponent. Avoid the long streaks without the Bulls scoring. I think this the Bulls should win this one-handedly. And the question is, is what do you want to see more? Do you want to see Carter have another bounce back night or have a big offensive night? Do you want to see Kobe White do that? Do you want to see Zach kind of come out and have that 30-plus dominant all-star game, all-star player performance that we're accustomed to seeing? Because Zach's been relatively quiet. He's taking kind of a backseat since Markinen's still getting comfortable and readjusted to the lineup. And same thing with even Otto Porter in spots, too. So Zach has tried to help out in a bunch of different areas as this lineup kind of changes. And his role shifts a little bit, but I would like to see maybe him get back to a 30-plus point nights and, uh, yeah, be the newly minted all-star that he is. Otherwise, maybe even Patrick Williams building off of his career night with 24 points in the last game. I mean, he was just flat-out incredible. I'd love to see that again tonight, especially if the game gets away from OKC in the second half. If the Bulls are blowing him out, I, I would like to see Patrick Williams at least stay on the floor and see if he can uh, build up some of that offensive consistency we've seen. So all of that being said, the Bulls should win this one-handedly, and now the Bulls, I'm going to come back in less than 24 hours, and the Bulls are going to be a loser by 15 or something. It's just the way that things go when we predict easy wins, and I'm not saying it's an easy win. Uh, this OKC C team has fought for every single win that they've had and again if Dort and Horford do play it's going to be a lot closer of a game and you can see we saw what OKC could do a month ago guys that I'm going to be watching specifically for the trade deadline and I want to get into that in this next segment guys to watch Otto Porter see if he plays a little bit more tonight and see what he actually does on the floor if he's somewhat competent out there and can play 20-25 minutes I think there's still some value so consistent minutes level 
no setbacks for Otto, and maybe a little bit of production. I think that helps amplify Otto's trade potential coming up at the end of the month. So we'll see. I'm going to be watching him. Maybe even Chandler Hutchison gets into the game. We haven't seen him at all, like hardly at all. I don't know what's going on with him either. So I don't know if this game gets away from them. We might see a couple of different players we haven't normally seen in the rotation, but OKC is scrappy and they're two and one out of the all-star break, even missing Horford and Dort in the last couple of games. Um, That being said, let's get into some of the latest rumors around the Bulls and uh, see what some of the execs are saying about potential pieces being moved off of this Bulls team. Will the Bulls commit to Lowry Markkinen? Are they going to trade him? What do the what do some of the people around the league think that the Bulls are going to do at the trade deadline? Let's talk about that. But first, I want to tell you guys real quick about our friends at rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. Of cars, trucks, SUVs, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand's warehouse happen to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Tim Bontemps, one of the National NBA writers at ESPN came out with his kind of trade deadline update and the Bulls were included in this. Uh, By the way, before I get into this, go read the Darnell Mayberry piece from The Athletic. It's fantastic. It talks about the lineup changes, what he thinks might potentially happen with this Bulls team. And again, it'll kind of get into what I think the execs are saying around the league and sort of a theme since this new front office has taken over. Go read that article. It's, It's amazing. You get perspective on... A lot of the core players and the guys that mean the most to this team and the reason why they're winning and how it's going to affect them, not only just Kobe White and Wendell Carter Jr., but the guys around him too, Zach Levine, Thaddeus Young, etc. Fantastic article. Go read it at The Athletic. But uh, Tim Bontemps, he put out a tweet and an article and it had the Bulls included. What I took away from it was a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of nothing. A lot of people don't know what the Bulls are going to do. For me, I felt like a lot of the rumors and the speculation around this team has been a lot more of people just connecting the dots than having an actual idea of what they're going to do leading up to the trade deadline. Think about it for a second. Think about every move AK and Mark Eversley have made since they came here day one. A lot of the big decisions that they've made, whether it's firing Jim Boylan, whether it's Telling Gar Foreman, hey, thanks for the services, but you're out of here. Making all the moves that they made. Going out and hiring Billy Donovan. I would assume the same until we are convinced otherwise. Unless they come out and talk about specific players or anything, and they're they're not as candid as the old front office was, or just they're not as straight up in saying and being overly honest about what they need to go out and do. And that's okay. I think it's okay to just kind of leave things be open right now. But it does leave us all the way back to the Bulls being included in basically every trade rumor possible. That being said, here's what two executives told Tim Bontemps about what they think the Bulls might do. Lowry Markkinen being one of them that was brought up because of his contract situation. It's been in trade rumors now, I think, for a year. One of them says, I think that they would trade Lowry Markkinen if they get a good offer, but I don't think that they're likely to trade him. 
So what tells me is the Bulls don't see an offer out there that's worth dealing marketing right now. Rather, see what he could do in this second half. Maybe he can actually be a contributor to a potential playoff team. And then you go into the summer having to make the decision. And the money is easy. The Bulls have the money this summer if they want to pay him. And just leaving that decision open instead of panicking, I think that's what that says to me. One of other NBA execs says, I don't think that they'll do anything unless they get something that they love. This is not the first time we've heard this over the last couple of weeks. Since AK has talked, what was that, almost two weeks ago now? A lot of that same thing was just that. I don't think that they'll do anything unless they get something that they love. Unless they're blown away, some team decides that comes out in the Latinx week, decides, you know, we're just blow everything up. We're going to be a huge seller. Or the Bulls get a deal that they think even this summer they might not be able to get a deal for. Uh, I think that they're not hesitant in making a move. I think that they just know that they sit in a good position right now. I think this team has developed and turned into a team I don't think that they were expecting right away. I don't think that they maybe expected Zach to be this good the way he has in this consistent this season. On top of that, some of these other players coming in here and stepping into roles despite all the injuries that the Bulls have had and Patrick Williams coming in and being a contributor right away Thaddeus Young and Garrett Temple being vital vital pieces into Bulls wins Uh, Kobe White as much as he's been inconsistent he's contributed to some of the wins this year and again it all leads back to Zach though I don't think that any of us thought that Zach had this Maybe few of you out there thought he had this in him, but I think the sky's the limit for them for him now. And I think that maybe the front office feels like, you know what, we're in a good position. We're even better spot than we thought that we were going to be taking this job in in year one. So uh, unless they're blown away, I don't think that they do anything either. That being said, it doesn't mean we can't talk about trade rumors and things to think about even this summer. But overall, as far as those two things connected to the Bulls, I mean, just because the Bulls made uh, lineup changes, people are going to question outside of not watching the Bulls every night. They're going to say, well, well, why are the Bulls moving two of their lottery picks to the bench? Does that signal that they're willing to trade them? Are they willing to talk? Are they willing to at least hear offers for both of those guys? Are they doing something? So there'll be a little bit of speculation for people who don't watch the Bulls every single night or don't pay attention to this team on a daily basis, and that's okay. Again, when you don't have a clear picture, don't have a clear understanding what the short or long term is, we kind of play this guessing game. It leads to a lot of speculation and you're going to continue to see the Bulls be in headlines for the next couple of weeks leading to the trade deadline. Uh, something that I thought about with these two quotes specifically is like these non-answers from league executives, again, just tells me that if the front office is up to something they're not telling anybody they're playing this again very very close to the chest that's the one common thing that we can kind of connect the dots to is they've made similar moves in the past and so if they are doing something why would they tell anybody they haven't done it before with any any of the major moves that they've been making so why would they do it now interesting I still feel like the Bulls could move one or two very minor pieces, uh, whether it be just a salary dump in Otto Porter's expiring big contract and him not seemingly fitting into any type of long-term role here, or even really contributing to the Bulls season this year. I mean, it, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen, so I think that they could move him. Also, two other pieces that I don't think is going to blow up the entire chemistry core of this team. Guys like uh, Denzel Valentine, for one, Thomas Sadoransky, and Chandler Hutchison are all guys that I think they'll take calls on. And if they do move guys, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the four of those guys. Um, Let's 
quickly talk about a trade hypothetical before I get out of here. Uh, but, but first, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online AG. I've been betting on the second half of the NBA and doing pretty well. A lot of parlays hitting in the first half of the NBA season. If you want to bet on parlays like I have, and I'm always spending five or ten bucks, but I've cashed out multiple times over a thousand dollars in winnings on parlays, and you can do the same at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even has you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. The Grammys was this past weekend, and they had plenty of odds up there for betting on who's going to win single of the year, who's going to be artist of the year. They had a ton of props available. They're real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, just like the Grammys. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code Locked On. Before we get to trade rumors, also want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now, and I'm not kidding. Their flavors are amazing. I have a whole box sitting in my fridge right now. I grab one every single morning. It's the I don't I'm, I'm not a breakfast person, so this is the perfect thing for me in the morning to get going and not feeling hungry by noon, one o'clock in the afternoon. And I also don't have to feel guilty. I get my chocolate fix in the morning and don't have to feel guilty like I'm pounding out a thousand calories of sugar, like it's a candy bar, but it does taste like a candy bar. Only three grams of net carbs in Built Bar. They're fantastic. They're running their Built Bar Madness Bracket Challenge right now. The matchup yesterday was Mint Brownie against Toffee Almond. I'm a big Mint Brownie guy. Remember, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order, whether you want to order a box of the Mint Brownie or you want to try the variety pack. It's all available at BuiltBar.com. That is used Make sure that you use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check out all of their flavor matchups all month long on Twitter at bar underscore built or go to BuiltBar.com. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, I was reading up on just, I'm curious, just from people outside of the Bulls, uh, following the Bulls every single day, or if you're you know, just a casual Bulls fan, you're more of an NBA as a whole fan, that's cool. I'm curious what other people think outside of just Chicago and following this team every day. What do they think the Bulls, some of the Bulls' assets are worth if they're willing to try to negotiate and make a trade? I came across one that we haven't talked about in quite a while, and somebody that maybe we talked about during quarantine last year, uh, during the NBA shutdown, and a player before even any of the front office moves were made, a player that was already dealt once this year, and that being Russell Westbrook. I was surprised to see this come up. Let me see what you guys think about it, and I'll kind of talk through some of the negatives and positives of this deal, and why I could see it working, and why it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So the Bulls, first off, would receive Russell Westbrook. They would trade to the Wizards, Otto Porter Jr.'s expiring $28.5 million. There's the chunk of the contract that you would need to plug and play this. To plug and play this. So, Lowry marketing, Kobe White, and then maybe you throw in a few, few second-round picks, too. The Wizards are getting two guys, one that they maybe would have to pay this summer in Lowry marketing. You're getting Kobe White, who the Bulls just drafted two years ago. He's still under contract. It would be two building blocks around Bradley Beal if they truly want to commit to Bradley Beal long term. I'm not willing to give up a first round pick if I'm giving up Lowry Markinen and Kobe White in this deal. I just I can't bring myself to it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And plus, you're still talking about having to pay 
the second highest paid player right now in the NBA two more years on 44.2 million and 47 million that being said that's why I would not I would hang up the phone if they asked for first round picks on top of what we're already dealing let's say they engage and say okay we don't need the first round picks maybe we do include the second round picks why would the Bulls do this it's filling two of the three biggest holes on this team right now and the biggest and uh, questions we have it would be answering two of those one finding a playmaker and two finding a secondary score doesn't resolve your problem in the front court necessarily at least not right away but it resolves a lot more when you've got a guy that's averaging damn near a triple double this season 21 and a half points 10 and a half assists nine and a half rebounds he can do so much more and I think it would alleviate a lot of the pressure on the front court that being said he's the offensive playmaking point guard you've been looking for he's the veteran all-star that you've been looking for he's the second star next to Zach Levine that you've been looking for if the Wizards are willing to engage this I would understand why the Bulls would be interested again only two years left on Westbrook's contract lines up with what Zach Levine is Westbrook would be here for one more year than Levine if Levine chose to walk away that being said the Bulls could resign Levine this summer long term and then you have those two together if you find out that there is something special about these two in the second half if you deal for Westbrook all the more reason to why to lock Zach Levine up long term and there you go you don't have to worry about missing out on anybody this summer in free agency or even the next free agency when you will have a lot of cap space we've talked about it a ton on this podcast the bulls are going to have to trade for that second star if zach levine is the long-term solution in order to get a wave of big time players here the bulls are going to first have to trade for that secondary star next to zach then you might start getting the star players to come here and sign but until then you're gonna have to you're not getting anybody signing here if you don't trade for them first it's just not happening there hasn't been a draw there even with Zach Levine making the all-star team Thaddeus Young staying here and the core pretty much being intact nobody's picking up the phone and coming to the Bulls they're going six seven eight other places before they would even consider it we were just laughing in September asking if next summer we could get a meeting with Paul George before he resigned or could you get a meeting with Kawhi Leonard or any of these top stars that were going to supposedly be available for until a lot of them resigned so all of that being said that's one of the main reasons you trade for Westbrook you fill two holes you commit to winning you commit to Zach again you take another step forward Uh, Russell Westbrook's only 32 if he can stay healthy he's been playing really well for the Wizards you're going to get a secondary score it still doesn't solve every solution you have in the front court but at least you're adding some rebounding you're adding a guy that can facilitate and can pass and he can score the three-point shooting isn't great but We'll take a dude that can score 20 a game next to Zach, and he's proven it. I mean, he's he's averaging 21 a game next to the NBA's leading scorer in Bradley Beal. So if you're asking the first question is like, there's only one ball, how can Zach and, and Russell Westbrook do what they do best, and that's putting the ball in the basket? Well, I'll say he's done it next to Bradley Beal, and that's what he does best is put the ball in the basket. So I'm not worried about that. Uh, the Bulls won't have to decide on paying Lowry Markkinen. You get something for him instead of letting him walk. For nothing this summer I think that's one of the main reasons why you include him in this deal you keep most most of the core intact you keep all of your first round picks you still have assets to trade for a third star then now you're talking about possibilities you're giving up Kobe being a core piece but AK and Mark Eversley didn't draft Kobe or Wendell or Lowry so to them it's not that big of a deal if they have to move on and have to see those guys develop and turn into something somewhere else that's okay because it's not their guys 
two pieces around the Wizards that they could build on. Your starting five would look like this. Westbrook, Levine, Williams, Carter Jr., and Young. You figure out the rest. Another couple of moves would need to be made, but that's some serious firepower. Uh, Westbrook and Levine, you guys tell me what that backcourt would look like, and is there a ceiling on that backcourt? Would you want to do that? A couple of the drawbacks to doing that, the Wizards just paid Bertons over the summer over $80 million, and they just drafted Rui Hachimura, so I don't know why that they would need Lowry Markkinen, unless they think Lowry Markkinen's a fit at being able to play both the four and the five long-term. Then you've got three switchable guys in Bertans, Hachimura, and Lowry Markkinen, not to mention Thomas Bryan, who they just signed this offseason to be your staple at the five. He could be an asset for a trade down the road as well, or just another piece, but Kobe White being a scoring guard next to Bradley Beal, obviously they believe in a lot more potential in Lowry Markkinen to keep him if that's part another piece to this trade. But you're trading away two young, controllable players with decent ceilings still left on them a lot of questions around them but Kobe still got a lot of development left and uh Lowry's only 23 years old and has been hampered by injuries maybe a reset and a refresh somewhere else is exactly what he needs and the Wizards would be getting something for Westbrook otherwise you're sitting on him and kind of uh lost in mediocrity I would say you're lost kind of in mediocrity with having Beal or you're going to commit to him long term just doesn't make any sense he doesn't make any sense you get something for him a couple other negatives like the contract thing is the biggest remaining on his contract I said he's the second most paid player in the league at 44.2 million and he's got a player option in 2022-23 for 47 million swallow that if you can but if you can come up with the reasoning why you would do that it would be hey the bulls are going to miss out in the next two summers on free agents you're still trying to build up what you have in carter you're still trying to build up what you have in patrick williams and you want to build up these next two draft picks and they're going to be decent draft picks if the bulls even land between seven and ten He could get playoff experience and still be in the lottery. Think about that for a second. Does Levine and Westbrook make you better long term? Is this a team that we're talking about a top three contending team in the East over the next handful of seasons? Should you get the same production out of Westbrook, say over, let's say two seasons plus Westbrook stays for another two, you re-sign Zach for four years. You get the same type of production you're getting this season out of Westbrook two years from now. You're still trying to develop Carter. You're still trying to develop Patrick Williams, all your draft picks over the next two years. And you've got Zach in his prime and you've got Russell Westbrook still being able to average triple double. Uh, How much does that get you in an East with the Nets team that is absolutely loaded for the next couple of years with Durant, Harden and Irving? So I don't know. Does it get you past the Celtics? Does it get you past the 76ers, the Bucks? That's another big question. So it's an intriguing trade hypothetical and an idea. And one of the many avenues the Bulls could pick this summer, this trade deadline, the Bulls have a lot of possibilities. And like I said, they're keeping everything very, very close to the chest. We'll see. We'll see in a couple of weeks. Send all your trade. If you got trade hypotheticals for us, though, tr- send it to us. 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, any trade hypotheticals, any questions about this team you want to react to the Bulls game over the next couple of days, you can do that. You can tweet at us at LockedOn bulls at jordan c malley and at bulls underscore peck that's gonna about do it for me jordan malley enjoy the bulls game tonight for matt peck i'm jordan malley bulls they should have a wonderful day be back tomorrow with a fresh episode for jordan and matt we are out deuces it's closing time come on now now. locked on bulls a show for the most passionate fan base in the nba hosts jordan malley and matt peck dive into the best bulls news and stories around the nba for more content and to stay up to date head over to lockdownbulls.com
Thanks a lot.